We did it. We're celebrating 100 episodes, triple digits, one hundo here for the fall preview. Uh, so psyched that we made it to 100, keeping this rolling for another year, and uh, it's going to be great. Coming up, the Gotcha 9 podcast is back for fall of 2023. We have associate head coach Matt Fontino, who is back in a Gaucho uniform for a nice interview, welcoming Matt back to the coaching staff. And then we have a couple of juniors, Xander Darby and Matt Egger on the podcast talking about their summers at Team USA and the Cape Cod League. Uh, a couple of great interviews to get you going for this fall season. We have a lot of stuff to cover moving forward in the next uh, couple of months for the fall. A lot of good stuff coming up on the podcast and on our various social media platforms. Today's episode brought to you by all of our various social media platforms, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, or X, whatever you want to call it uh, these days. But uh, stay tuned for lots of content coming out on those platforms this fall. And we are, of course, brought to you by Kyle's Kitchen, proud supporters of UCSB baseball through and through for the last handful of years. Can't thank Kyle's Kitchen enough for their continued support. All right, this is the first installment of the Gouch 9 podcast for this fall. Associate head coach Matt Fontino is first, and then we'll hear from Matt Ager and Xander Darby coming up on the Gouch 9 pod. It's one of the most beautiful views of any campus in America, the Pacific Ocean crashing against the shores of UC Santa Barbara every morning, noon, and night. Here's the one-strike pitching. Mitchell bounces the deep left. Cabrera is going to watch it fly. And Curley pulls back the home run, and the Gauchos are going to win the game. Gauchos are going to Omaha, can you believe it? Borgonio is back. He's going to turn and watch this one fly. A two-run homer for Clausen. And the score is two. Here comes Mitchell. He's going to score. Willits will make the catch. And the Gauchos are 2022 Big West champions. Associate head coach. Matt Fontino joins us. Matt's back. And if you're, un- you should be familiar with the name. If you're a Gaucho fan, if you're an alum, former player, obviously you're going to be familiar with the name. But Coach Fontino, he's back in a Gaucho uniform, won a Big West Championship in 2019, and uh, was here through the 21 season. So a couple of regionals. He was there with the shortened year in 20. Uh, spent the last couple of years elsewhere, but he's back. He's got his whole family here. It's great. And, uh, checking in you know we're a couple of weeks into the fall stuff you're all settled but just how have things gone in the the month since you've been back because uh we missed you yeah i know it i'm believe me i'm i can't even describe how excited i am to be back here uh in, in santa barbara and, and a part of ucsb again but uh yeah i know the, the last month month and a half or or so since I, i've come back uh it's been very busy you know going through another move uh is is never easy of course but i'm fortunate enough to have an amazing wife that's helped me help us all through the process but you know it's it's been great you know hit the ground running with some recruiting stuff of course and then um you know because we we were a quarter system school and don't start start school till thursday we had a little bit of a a breather there to you know where, where I moved and all that stuff but uh, just getting settling back in here um, you know obviously with the level of familiarity 
uh, with, you know, one, the coaching staff, Coach Checkets, and then some of the players have been able to hit the ground running here. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the, the process has been uh, smooth, but uh, definitely moving a little fast. <laughs> definitely moving a little fast, right? It's like even though we don't, we don't have a field to play on, but just getting back into the whole structure of, of jumping into a new place – and it feels like you've done it. I mean, you're probably an expert at it right now, where you jump into a new place each each year. You probably don't want to do that, at least for a while. Yeah, right? th- yeah, that's definitely definitely not the goal. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely hasn't been. But you know, this you know with this group of guys, and uh, again, just you know, you know, having worked for Coach Checkets for three years um, already, and you know, working with Coach Jones for for three years already, and Coach Urban for a year. Um, you know, we have a good level of familiarity with each other. I know. Uh, how Coach Checkets uh, wants things to run, um, and then with the players, you know, I, one, I, you know, I've you know competed against some of these guys for the last couple of years, but I've also got some a good level of familiarity with them, just having been involved in the recruiting process with with a good good amount of them. Um, so I have a pretty good feel for you know who they are and, and what they can do and whatnot. So we've only had uh, small team activity, not team activities, individual group stuff, maybe some team activity stuff with. You're working with the outfielders, and we got the infielders, and we're over on the turf fields. But we've only been at it for about a week. But early impressions, anybody stood out to you so far? Yeah, no, I think you know my, my, the really first impression, at least just with the hitters. That you know, I don't get spend too much time around the pitching staff. Um, but you know, just just being around the hitters is you know they're they're on their stuff. They're working hard. Uh, they're incredibly you know willing to. to to learn some things and, and work through some challenges and whatnot and you know and again in, in my experience those those are the guys that really separate themselves but all in all those guys are working really hard and doing you know doing a great job um, you know the, the familiar names with with guys like Xander Darby and Aaron Parker and Ivan Brett Hour um, those guys are dominating the stuff that they're supposed to be doing and stuff like that and I look forward to continue to work with with everybody. What's the approach going to be this fall as far as how you're structuring things leading into the later part of the fall and then into the season. Like, what's like the core focus for these first few weeks of fall practice? Um, yeah, I, I really just am approaching this as if, and, and, and of course I am, but like, you know, as if it's, you know, these guys are kind of learning from the first step, uh, you know, on, you know, I think it's, it's kind of the way that I, I naturally like to, to teach and coach to begin with. Um, you know, I'll, I'll try to teach them as much as I can you know, to a certain extent, assume that they don't really know much, even though I know that they, they clearly do. Uh, but we'll spend the time to go over every fine detail and, and you know, build build them up, you know, to a point to where uh, they're ready for inter-squad play. And then obviously, once we get to opening day in February, be, be full go from there. But we'll spend a lot of time just with, you know, a lot of the detail stuff to go over, you know, it, what some my view is, you know, some minute details and stuff like that. But they're incredibly important. You know, the, the my message to those guys, <clears throat> excuse me, when we when we work through some of this stuff, like if we could be good at just this simple thing right here, then we're going to be better at whatever that 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 thing involves. So um, and, and they've done a really good job with with understanding that and working, working really hard at being good at those those things as well. And then, you know, I think just, you know, again, continuing to, you know, add, add to a, you know, a certain type of mentality of, of toughness and competitiveness that I know has been here for uh, a long time but you know continue to add you know my my twist on it um those are things that i really value and i i, I think that the high achievers and and teams that perform at a high level you know have that certain edge to them and you know we'll continue to have that be a part of really everything we do 
Well, this team, of course, had a lot of success last year. It didn't end the way we wanted it to without a regional berth. But it was a team that was in the top five in ERA at many points of the season. It was a team that set a school record in home runs. But we also know that baseball is a game of nuance. And it feels like a lot of the stuff that we've talked about in staff meetings and that we've been teaching the guys early is that we need to remember that there's nuance in the game. And you mentioned the details. Can you give a couple examples of the detailed things that you're trying to just set in? Yeah, I, I think, you know, again, just speaking from an offensive standpoint, even to a certain extent on the defensive side with my outfielders and stuff. But, like, you know, I, from an offensive standpoint, you know, I want to be able to have the ability to uh, really take advantage of, you know, all the skill set that we have um, on our team and be able to, you know, win games in multiple ways. You know, um, you know, you know I, I, I competed against – this program last year so I got to see firsthand some of these guys uh, perform from an offensive standpoint and, you know coach Fergus did a, a great job uh, with these guys the last couple of years you know of course Donegal and I were together in that 2019 season where we you know set all kinds of records and whatnot and you know his, his work speaks for itself um, but you know at the same time you know just really preaching to these guys to be able to you know win games in multiple ways no no and i told the, the guys this like nobody wants to lead the conference and beyond and in, in, in home runs uh this year no one loves home runs uh more than me um but you know if if we you know because of the matchup because of whatever it might be those those things aren't coming along you know our, our goal still remains the same and that's to score as many runs as possible in any way possible until we're we run out of outs first first hitters meeting it was goal number one score as many runs as possible yep right yep that's the primary focus yep any way you can mm-hmm. right yep that's and, our most, most important stat yeah and from what i remember with you here coaching with the gauchos it was multiple ways mm-hmm. and like base running like you're gonna I, I love your base running strategy it's it's fun to to talk about on the radio it's fun to see when we're watching the games and it's fun to see in practice as well because it's usually they're, they're pretty fun drills you got all kinds of stuff set up or machine at home plate and guys got to read any all that stuff i'm looking forward to just fyi good uh, <laughs> i can't wait to do it as well <laughs> uh well you mentioned recruiting and i know coach check loves having you on staff because of your recruiting experience and the i mean recruiting is i don't, I don't know a ton about recruiting but now that i am roommates with spencer erdman and he's been introduced slowly and he's really grasping hold of the recruiting game i've gotten a little more exposure to what it's like going out on the road seeing guys looking on social media watching videos all this stuff and just the chatter and the nuance there's nuance again mm-hmm. but a lot of nuance in recruiting but a lot of like i mean i the experience again like nuance and experience i'm using those words a lot but it's knowing where to be when to be where to focus your time where not to focus your time and just getting a vibe from Spencer it feels like once you jumped in it was like okay we kind of have a feel for what the plan is here moving forward like mm-hmm. right away he kind of got a sense of it and he's been out in Arizona so I, I just as a recruiting question when you're at a game this is a rec- recruiting question to start here when you're at a game what attributes do you look for what type of things stand out yeah on the field when you're sitting there watching players yeah I mean you know it's you know sometimes it's to you know if I'm at a game it's to see 
you know, one specific player or something like that. Sometimes it's just to to watch and see who might pop up sometimes, especially when you're at some of these big tournaments to where, when there's a bunch of games going on at once and whatnot. But, um, yeah, I, you know, obviously, you know, I think any recruiter out there will tell you or, you know, MLB scout will will tell you, you know, talk about their skill level and what tools they have and all that stuff. And, yeah, that's no question a part of it. And, you know, we have a, an extremely high standard for – what we're looking for in terms of um, what types of tools and their, their skill set and all that stuff. And there's projecting that plays into all that stuff too, depending on how old they are. But, you know, I think that there's another layer to it. It's, and this is where maybe the, 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 another level of work comes into play with it is, you know, really finding out the type of player that you're going to have, uh, you know, possibly be involved with in the recruiting process and really doing your homework to find out, you know, what the kid's like and what, you know, his work ethic's like, what what kind of a teammate he is. Obviously, academics are going to matter, you know, with us being a top five uh, public institution in the country. Um, but, you know, all those things are going to matter. You know, this, this place has thrived off of guys that have come in with a, a certain level of skill set and whatnot. And um, we require our guys to work extremely hard and to be have an incredible amount of self-discipline, uh, an incredible you know level of pride in their work ethic and whatnot. And we have to continue to bring those those types of guys into the program because those are the guys that the Michael McGreevies and and whatnot that that come in as extremely you know very good uh, baseball players when they're freshmen, but then you know three years later they're first rounders or top five round draft picks and and whatnot from there. So uh, those are the things that that come into play. And maybe they're not always visible when you're there watching the game, though you can see how they get on and off the field you can see what their actions are like uh in between innings when they're taking ground balls or playing catch in the outfield or what they're how they look when they're uh uh catching and warming up the pitcher you know what what they're like in the dugout there's there's things that that at least for myself that I'll, I'll pick up on to know like hey this guy enjoys what he's doing he has there's an intent behind what he's trying to do and he's trying to get better he's trying to win he's trying to compete uh, and all those things absolutely carry over into life as a gaucho baseball player and, and to uh, carry on to their success in the future. My next question was going to be, <clears throat> can you describe a student athlete that you're trying to recruit for UCSB? But you kind of basically just did it right there. I mean, obviously you want you want guys with good arm strength. You want guys with range on the infield. You guys want someone who can track down a fly ball in the outfield. Like, do you, you don't use a grading scale? You probably don't use a grading scale. Um, I do have a very generic <laughs> grading scale in terms of that stuff. It's by no means what Major League Baseball uses or anything like that. And, I, you know, I, that's just kind of – to be quite honest with you, what I was taught when I was a young volunteer uh, back in the day uh, from a guy who helped me out a lot um, learning the recruiting process stuff. And I've kind of just stuck with that. Um, and it's a very basic – kind of number grading system if you will i don't need to get into all that stuff but um yeah there's that part of it but you know just getting to the student athlete um part you know it's you know it it, you know their grades are going to have to matter their you know how they value them and their family value academics is going to matter because again like you know this is a great academic institution we have an incredible support staff here ucsb for our student athletes but at the same time um, you know, these guys are going to come in here and be far more busy than they've ever been in their life between being in class, going to study hall, being in practice, being in the weight room, getting, finding some time to get some extra work in, um, and, and all those other little things that, that come along the way as well. And, you know, if you don't stay on your stuff and, and you don't have a good plan, 
uh, each and every day, you're going to get you're going to get lost. And, and again, we have a great support staff, and we do a lot of things with within our coaching staff to make sure those those things don't happen. But again, this just goes back to making sure that we're getting the right type of kid to come in here that can that can really handle all that stuff uh, from the first day on. Have you noticed any differences or any changes with the onset of transfer portal and conference realignment? I mean, it's been a, a big topic in college football and college basketball. And then for those that are big into college baseball, I, I think D1 Baseball, they posted a top 150 transfer. I mean, 150 is already a big number. And it's probably, there's probably way more kids that have transferred. But have you noticed that on the, on the recruiting trail with, with transfer portal stuff and, and conference realignment? Has yeah, that affected yeah, anything? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's, it's a part of, it, you know, it's, a, it's, you know, I think in the past it's always been, you know, you have just, you know, your incoming recruiting class, which would involve, you know, high school graduates, uh, junior college players. Um, in the past, now there's that additional tier of, of transfer portal um, possibilities. Um, and, you know, I think just like, you know, every every college baseball program in the country, uh, it's something that, that you pay attention to and, and all that stuff as well. So, yeah, it's it's another, you know, area that we have to do a good job and be very diligent and paying attention to in terms of recruiting and that being part of the recruiting process and all that stuff. And, and Hey, it, you know, it's, it is what it is. It's, it's, it's a part of our game. It's a part of college athletics. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, so we just got to do our best to be able to try to find the best, just like we do with the high school guys and the junior college guys, um, to try to find the best pieces to, to help us, you know, win conference championships and, and compete in the postseason. How long have you been coaching for? Ooh, uh, what's it, 2023 right now? Yeah. Uh, my first job, my first year, uh, 20 years. Yeah. This, uh, this, will be year, this will be year 21, the 24th season. Okay. So my first year as a volunteer at, at uh, uh, it, 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 my not, not first year as a volunteer. My first year coaching was in 2003. So, yeah, it'll still Is be that Chico? Uh, no, this, that was at Cal Lutheran, just down the road. No way. Yes. I didn't know you were at yeah, Cal Lutheran. Yeah, that was a little dog. I, mean, I knew, I knew there, was, there was Chico. I knew there was St. Mary's. Yep, you know, SC Cal Poly. Yep. I didn't know it was Cal Lou. Yep, okay. yeah, that's where I started. That's and to be like just kind of getting back to the recruiting stuff. Like, you know, Cal Lou. I, you know, I cherished my time there. I made some great friends and whatnot, and it was a good experience. But you know, if if you if you recruit at the Division three level with no scholarships or anything like that, and uh, you know that's your first experience from a recruiting standpoint. You know, you get to a situation where you have scholarships and and facilities to sell and all that stuff there's you, there's a lot you can over you know r- really work through once you get to the division one level right <clears throat> that that thought there made me want to ask this question what's santa barbara's biggest selling point i yeah you know, it's not really one thing there's a, there's a lot <laughs> you know i mean i remember when i was working up at saint mary's and we would you know play against uh we played against santa barbara a, a few different times so we would do like a home and home on a midweek so we came down here and you know, you know, I would, they would, I would run into, to you know, I'd be recruiting the same player that that Santa Barbara were recruiting, and and at that time at St. Mary's, we were we were on our way up, and we were doing a, a really good job on the recruiting side of thing and and winning more games. But I can't think of anybody that we won a recruiting battle with, and we played down here, and I can't remember if it was maybe 16 17 something like that. it's probably 17 i feel like it was 16 or 17 yeah i think where you're going with this yeah and so anyway you know we we pull into the very front of campus not the backside where the the stadium is and we go through the main entrance and you see the pacific ocean off to your left and i'm like oh now i know why <laughs> i never won these recruiting battles and then you add on henley gate yeah you got go through him. the main main gate there and you got the pacific ocean just to your left and 
uh, you know, you're you're talking about an unbelievable academic institution with a great reputation, and then you add on top of it, you know, the the fact that you get a chance to, to play in a perennial top 25 program that's, you know, been to Omaha, numerous regionals, conference championships, and had a ton of guys drafted out of here. You know, there's, there's a lot of boxes that we check that uh, a lot of student-athletes are, are looking for. Who's on that team? Was Tony Gonsolin and Corbin Burns on that team? They uh, was Corbin Gonsolin. Uh, Gonsolin seventeen, I think. Gonsolin was uh, uh, and Corb were both 2016 drafts. Okay. Um, yeah, they okay. were on that conference championship team in 2016, and then. Because uh, I do remember, or do remember Gonsolin pitching here. I'm pretty sure in one of those Tuesday games. I think they were Tuesday games that we played. They were Tuesday games, you yeah. Guys. Yeah. yeah. Ken Waldachuk <laughs> might have been on one of those teams, but and Ken Waldachuk, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Okay, well, that was a, a that was a tangent. But yeah, I wanted to ask the the question after the how long you've been coaching was how would you rate yourself as an evaluator? It's a personal. I mean, personal I, I take a lot of pride in what I do. I think I uh, I think the the players that I've been involved with in terms of the you know recruiting and. And seeing them, you know, work their way through college and beyond, um, even for some of the guys that have signed and decided not to attend school, you know, I, you know, I think I think those those guys, you know, I think speak to my ability to evaluate and whatnot, you know. And again, it's it's not always a perfect science, if you will. Major League Baseball is is the same way, you know. They have all you know twenty rounds and some free agent signings and all that stuff and every all 20 players that get drafted by the Mariners or the Giants or the Angels aren't all going to be big leaguers you know but at the same time they they, there are scouts and evaluators in there that that see them as having tools that that can play eventually play at the major league level and you know that's that's kind of how I view it as well but you know again I I think for me like I'm constantly learning and constantly evolving and in terms of how I evaluate and, and how I go about the recruiting process with these guys but you know, I think that uh, the guys that I've been involved with, again, in the recruiting process, they've, they've, there's been enough of them that have had a good amount of success and gone on to, uh, you know, graduate and get great degrees and, you know, pursue uh, Major League Baseball um, after that. How about this one? Any advice to give to someone who wants to coach or wants to get into recruiting? Um, it is, like, you have to, like, be all in you are i mean you are it's one of those all or nothing yeah there is no there is no you know i'm gonna dabble in and you know just kind of feel my way out like you are in full-on investing everything you got into all the pieces uh that involve um coaching at the collegiate level and i'm sure it's it's going to be the same exact thing for all sports you know you, you you work odd hours you know you travel uh you're busy in the summer just like you are during the season uh you work the weekends and 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 all that stuff i mean literally like when i met my wife um that that was my message to her you know i I loved what i did and i knew that 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 it's what i wanted to do for the rest of my life but i told her i said hey i don't work a normal job i'm i work on the weekends i travel there might be some moving involved uh down the road uh which we've definitely experienced um and she was all for it and uh, i think that's you know i i was lucky to find a great one in, in her but uh yeah no it's 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 definitely a job that requires a hundred percent of you every single day there you go there you i mean that's yeah that's what i expected to hear and i'm glad that it, that i heard it from you now before we get to the fun stuff the structure of the on-field stuff are you gonna coach third base or you're gonna be in the dugout 
Um, I, I haven't completely decided yet. I'm probably leaning towards coaching third base, but I have not decided. Uh, again, I think just whatever is best for for us um, as a team, um, I will ultimately do. And you know, I'll sit down with Coach Coach Checkets and and we'll we'll kind of fi- figure out what, what would be best for for the, the team as far as where I'll be, whether it be in the dugout. There's benefits to both. Um, did I you did. do Did you do both? Because you were you were a third base coach in 19. I know that. Yep. Were you in the dugout in 20 or 21? In 20, I was at third base. In 21, for most of the season, I was in the dugout. And then the last part of the season, I went I went to, and coached third base. Um, I Again, I enjoy both. I, I enjoy coaching third base. Um, you know, I think it's you're, – you're probably, probably as close to still playing – when you're a third base coach because you're you, you like you're relying you're on, on your instincts you're on the field you're like involved with how plays might play out um so that that was always really enjoyable for me but at the same time being in the dugout and being able to have conversations with guys is also valuable as well okay let's swing over to some bay area sports talk yes. for the final segment you mentioned you watched the giants game last night mm-hmm. i'll i'll admit and the uh, the plight of the A's this year has discouraged me from watching Major League Baseball, uh, but I, you know, I still follow it. I I know generally what's going on. But I know you're a Giants fan, and a lot of my friends are Giants fans, and they've been kind of a surprise. I think they maybe gave their their fans a lot of hope, yeah. and it's kind of simmered off at the end. Yeah. A little bit, and they're on the outside looking in, I believe, in the wild card, but yeah, still an like, outside shot. I think they're like four and a half out of the wild card. And they're last night. As of, this is Tuesday, the twenty sixth. They're one game under five hundred, and they are two and a half, four and a half back. Okay, yeah, yeah it's probably done. probably over. Yeah, yeah, they only got like four <laughs> games left, I think. But I mean, you've got. <clears throat> I mean, you have former players that you coached. Mm-hmm playing on these teams yeah Corb will be in the uh, playoffs with the Brewers Brewers Gantz is unfortunately down with with Tommy John so he's out with the Dodgers and then Waldachuk's he was with the A's right yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) (laughs) but we've got uh let's see Phillies half game lead in the wild card Diamondbacks Cubs Marlins with uh, Skip Schumacher former Gaucho Gaucho yeah and they've been a bit of a surprise this year they've been fun did you think you were watching Arias at the beginning of the year when oh, yeah. he hit four hundred, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, he's a fun one to watch. And then the American League, Tampa, Toronto, the American League West. Aside from the A's, mm-hmm. but you got Jayhan's Mariners outside looking in, Rangers and and Astros. It's been tight. Yep. Yeah, it'd be a good race down to. Hopefully, it's one of those situations where the last day of the regular season, there's a lot on the line. Upstart Orioles, you Orioles. I mean, come on! I How mean, can you not be an Orioles? Fan yeah, right I mean, yeah, they they've done a really good job. They they were they were bad for years, and they did a good job of you know in the draft, um, and then signing a couple guys, and clearly all that that works paid off with heading to the postseason for the first time in a long time. How about this question? Any any of these like young stars that are coming up? Did you ever come across them on the recruiting trail? Uh, I guess I could name specific ones, but like. 
I'm sure there's there's probably guys out there that you see them or you hear about them and you know right away that they're draft guys if they're yeah. in high school. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, I remember like seeing guys that, like a Gunnar Henderson. Yeah, or I remember Bobby seeing, Witt Jr. Yeah, I remember like Bobby Witt Jr. Like I, I don't think I saw him play, but you know, seeing some guys run through area codes. Like I remember Bichette in the area codes uh, a few years back before he signed, um, and there's been others as well. But you know, there's there there isn't on occasion guys that have popped up that, that, that ended up being obviously stars and at the major league level. Okay, that's your MLB report. Oh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, playoff picks. What do you got? What do you think is winning? I mean, what do you think is winning it all? I mean, Atlanta is just a machine. Yeah, I think I'm going to go – I'll just go Atlanta over the Rays in six. Six games. Yes. Okay. I like the Atlanta pick. I mean, I, I love Matt Olson. He's, he's probably one of my favorite players. Yes. Acuna, yeah, Acuna, Acuna having an insane season. Yeah, it's uh, I think I, they're like lately Major League Baseball and like average slugging, home runs. They probably may even stolen bases too, but like all these offensive categories, pretty pretty elite. They're impressive. Yeah, and Acuna, I think he needs two more stolen bases, one or two more stolen bases to go forty seventy. Yeah, that's incredible. Season, which is nuts. Yeah. So let's see. Basketball, M- NBA starts in about a month, and NHL starts in about a month. But Warriors, it was a. I mean, the twenty-two championship when we mm-hmm. beat the Celtics. Yep. And I think, it, you know, speaking personally, I think it was my favorite one, probably because I was most invested in it, and I had watched the season from start to finish. Because mm-hmm. the early, the earlier ones, I wasn't as in tune for. And this one was like solidification of like, yeah, we're legit mm-hmm. and we're we're real. Did you were you able to follow that? Yeah, that I, season, I, yeah, I, yeah, I, I totally I pay attention to the Warriors a lot. Um, I've uh, I think really since the Redeem team really got back into the NBA. But anyway, um, with the Warriors and then their the run, Team USA Redeem team. Yes. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. That actually. <laughs> Did you watch that documentary? Uh, I did. It was really good, and there is a clip that I will show the the hitters uh, at some point here in the fall. That was from that. That was amazing um, from Kobe. But anyway, uh, yeah, no, I follow the NBA. I love the Warriors. You know, again, I was born and raised in the Bay Area, like like you were, and you know, I grew up with you know those those guys watching those guys, and then. Uh, but yeah, I, I, all their championships have been awesome to follow. You know, the NBA season's so long, you know, with the finals being in June. That's like, you know, our season. We have postseason, and then, you know, we're transitioning to the summer recruiting stuff. So it's a unique time for, for us. And I remember, you know, just really being able to pay attention to the postseason uh, with, with, the, with the Warriors. for, And we've been spoiled rotten as Barrier fans and Warrior fans. <laughs> for the last decade with with how many times they've they've made postseason runs and all that stuff but yeah they've all been fun to watch and i look forward to watching watching them here uh this season you you dropped the news to me before i even saw it you're like you came up and asked me are the warriors going to sign dwight howard Mm. i i didn't even know that that was on the table yeah and i said oh absolutely not it sounds like it was it got close but he's not going to sign with the Warriors. yeah i guess he's going to stay back in I don't remember what country he was playing He's in, in last Taiwan. Year. Taiwan, Something yeah. Like that. But I know, you know GP GP two is back, mm-hmm. and Steph's back, and they signed Draymond, and he got Clay. I mean, it's, I I love the Warriors. Yeah, like like you, I, I've that the trio of players and the way that they compete and the way that they are, they carry themselves off the field. Uh, you know, they're just champions through and through, which is which is great. Um, have you been to Chase Center? 
I have not. I've, I've only I seen. I've it on asked TV. you that before. Yeah, I, I would love. You know, <laughs> I I would love to be able to take my kids up to the game, uh, to a game some point. Um, I was looking up at the Niners schedule too, um, just over the winter time. But I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to make make one this year or not. 49ers, three zero. Three zero. Yep. Christian McCaffrey. CMC. Debo Samuel. Debo. And Mr. Irrelevant. Yeah, yeah. Pretty. Who, who's your favorite player? Uh, I don't. I don't I mean, I like them all. I, I just, I, I, you know, they have uh, an embarrassment of riches in terms of talent on the team. Obviously, a very good head coach, um, but you know, I think they they have a lot of really good players. I mean, Bosa's Bosa's pretty good on the defensive side of the ball, and they have other good good defensive players as well. So it's uh, it's definitely going to be a close follow for me and my whole family for the rest of the season. Are they legitimate Super Bowl contenders? Yes, absolutely. Yes. Is, that, is that your pick? Uh, yes, it would be uh, it would be a, di- a disappointment if they're not at least playing in Vegas. Is Super Bowl in Vegas? Yep. Yeah, Super Bowl is in Vegas. I won't be there, but uh, <laughs> we'll be we'll be busy. Uh, but yeah, the, hopefully they're they'll be in Vegas in uh, in February. Okay. Well, uh, that's Associate Head Coach Matt Fontino. Appreciate the time. Uh, good chat. Great chat. And um, let's have a good fall, huh? Yep. Well, we'll keep working at it for sure. Let's go. All right, who's next? It's uh, who wants their name said first? Xander. Xander pointed to Matt, and Matt said Xander. So what's Matt Ager and Xander Darby? We'll just go alphabetically. Yeah. Matt Ager, Xander Darby, third years. Third years, guys. Third years. What's up, Gaucho Nine Podcast? <laughs> That's Matt. What's up, Z? What's up, Kevin? <laughs> Uh, let's see, school starts on Thursday. Yes. Mm-hmm. You guys psyched? No. Not at all. We've been... Uh, living the dream. Yeah, we've been living the dream right now. We just do... Ba- we wake up, baseball, and then beach, and then sleep. It's kind of nice. And repeat. Yeah. So you're grooming yourself for professional baseball. That's basically what you're saying. Uh, minus the beach part, kind of. Unless you yeah. end up... Unless you get picked by, I don't know, whoever... Whoever's team is in Myrtle Beach. We gotta get there first. <laughs> gotta get there first. Gotta get there first. That's what this year's for, right? Yep. So not no. Come on, you guys are psyched about the school starting, isn't it? It's a great time of year. Like it's football on, get fall ball coming up. You get a tour on Sunday mornings. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah, I know it's fun. <laughs> I mean, you got you can't you have to like kind of like it, or else you just will hate it. Kind of like it. Yeah. Well, soak it in for one more day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Syllabus week is fine. So yeah, Thursday. I mean, school doesn't really start till Monday. Yeah. Technically. And then, yeah. yeah. What's your major, Matt? Uh, econ and accounting. You're an econ guy. I just got into the major. Really? Too. I just passed. I got an A in ten A actually. Good for you. Yeah. yeah this in the summer. Okay. Um, and now I'm actually in, but I can't even take any upper divisions because it's during practice time. So mm. just wait. What are we gonna wait for? Huh? Wait for wait for yeah the winner when I can take okay. actual upper divisions. Yeah. Okay, and Z, stats and data science. Wow, you, a couple of brainiacs here. Yeah. on this one, I I half expected to just be so so, but that's probably naive. But yeah. <laughs> so econ accounting like and stats, huh? Yeah, taking uh, 
I'm in taking Trevor Beer's footsteps right now. Tommy Drew. Oh yeah, and Tommy Drew. And Tommy, yeah. I mean, we, uh, all of the the analytics crew are all econ. Yeah. yeah. Econ majors. Dev What's stats, stats with me. And, and there's stats guys. Yeah, Devin Koss. You'll hear Devin Koss on the pod again. He's in, uh, so he's, is he studying abroad doing like Spanish, Spanish statistics <laughs> <laughs> in Spain with Madrid? <laughs> is that what he's doing? That's a new thing. I guess, yeah. <laughs> we got a fill-in roommate right now. Yeah, we got Rick Steezy. It's our Aaron's like new roommate. Wait, does Devin live with you guys? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No we got, way. We got like Dev's- half the team... Dev's uh, Aaron's roommate, and we got Henry too, and yeah. You know, good for you guys for including the support student staff. Yeah, you well, know? They're, they're friends. Right? Good for Matt you. I went to high school, or no? Yeah, or yeah, same friend group. I grew up with Dev. Dev. Went to preschool with Dev. You went to preschool with Devin. Mm-hmm. Did he go to Foothill too? No, he went to like the rival high school, Amador. Amador Valley. Yeah. Steven Piscotti went to Amador Valley. Yeah, yeah. I played ball with him. Yeah. Well, there's a. Uh, there's a new guy from your high school, Jackson yeah, Flora. Yeah, Flo. And he's your mentoree? Yeah, he's my uh, sister's boyfriend. I wasn't going to bring that up, but... And I wasn't either. <laughs> <laughs> I call him Matt Eager Jr. Yeah. They look like I mean, he, he looks good. I saw him in a bullpen. Yeah. He looks good. He's good. Looks good. He's like Brem, but like, I don't know, a little more ceiling, I guess, I'd say. I thought Bremner was going to throw 100 in his bullpen yesterday. He's, he's going to hit 100 this year. You think so? No, I think he's going to hit like 98, but still. Okay. Cause he hit 95, and he was like, I can throw hard checks if you want me to. If I was getting some confident vibes in, in your uh, thoughts about the pitching staff this year, Matt. Yeah, we're good, bro. We got, we got everybody, literally everybody from last year. We're just a year older now and better, and we got good freshmen too. And some JC guys. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We lost, yeah, we lost Sam and Peter, JC. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. Sam, Carter, Schreier, Elliot, Rice, Diz. Diz. I forgot about Diz. Diz actually helped a lot. I miss Diz is doing well at Kansas. I talked to him the other day. Wait, that's Diz is JD Callahan. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. The JD. wizard, the, the wizard, Liz. the wizard. Yeah, I guess we can update some listeners on on gouches that have moved on. Yeah. So. JD transferred to Kansas. Well, he gra- he graduated from here, right? Grad transfer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Graduated from here, so he's grad transfer. Alex Schreier grad transfer to USD. USD. That's San Diego University of San Diego, the Toreros. And then Carter Benbrook, Tulane. grad transfer to Tulane. So there's there's going to be guys, Gauchos, former Gauchos, pitching uh, elsewhere. Sam Whiting got drafted. That's right. Sick. So didn't someone wind up at San Jose State? Uh, Rice, Michael Rice, oh, yeah. Michael Rice. So, uh, yeah, confident vibes coming out of the pitching corner. What about the uh, the hitting corner and the defense corner, the hot corner? <laughs> hot like corner, that, like, hot. That, like that segue right there. Yeah, yeah. that's that pretty was good cool. segue. That was cool. You're smooth. <laughs> um, I'm excited about this year. We got a lot of new talent, but just like the pitchers, a lot of returners. We just lost Kurt and Morty, and we lost Jared. Jerry. Uh, obviously, all three were impact players, but a lot, a lot of young guys that already had experience from last year, the year before too. Um, so you know they're like a good group, like working hard and want to get better. Yeah, our, our team culture this year is outstanding. Everyone's yeah. hungry. Everyone's doing extra work. Uh, everyone's respecting the 
the, the more experienced and they're just eager to learn and eager to get better, which is awesome. I feel like I haven't, we haven't really had that yet. Yeah, well, we've been younger guys, so it's been us looking up, but now people are looking up to us, so it's pretty right. cool. Mm-hmm. It's kind of it's kind of been the ebb and flow that I've seen since I've been here. Is it there's like a talented young group that's pretty hungry, and then there's like a kind of an in between year, and then once those guys are older, then it's like a, all right, focus, and then it kind of goes back and forth where you have a there's a hungry young group, and then some some older guys that you know. But no disrespect, it's, I'm like toying with my words here, but. I don't know. Usually, if you make it to like your fifth year in college, you're probably not a draft guy unless you got hurt a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just you know, keeping it real, and so you know, you're there for a long time, and you have you have certain expectations, mm-hmm. and then you have a, a young group of of guys that come in, and then you guys you guys have learned a lot of leadership. I, mean, I think this sophomore it was sophomore class last year, mm-hmm. the freshman class from two years ago. You guys, I mean. Like, I'd make a lineup in my head, and it's just all that class, essentially, right? I don't know. You got, you got Matt Ager on the hill. You got Aaron Parker behind the plate. You got Latrain McCollum at first. You got yeah. Xander Darby at third. Like, all those guys are, are juniors that have been here for three years. And last year, going throughout the season, it felt like you guys were really close. But, like, close with your – your classmates yeah right? oh yeah yeah closer yeah. to your classmates we do and now you're trying do. to now you're trying to like spread it out, spread it out and yeah. send it to and it's happening to other places it yeah. Is, yeah right that's what every time like it, we would laugh about this because like when we would hang out like the last two years it'd just be like 14 of us doing something like it's never like like five people or three people doing something it's just like all 14 of us just yeah. hanging out yeah it's pretty fun big groups yeah that's good that's good how do you guys feel physically good Outstanding. Peter Park got us right Peter this summer. Peter Park, goat. Yeah. How many guys are working out with Peter? Oh. Eight to ten? Yeah, like around ten probably. Big I, group. Hit, yeah. I hit 225. 225? For bench. For bench. To bench. clear that up. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was your weight. Oh, no. no. That's been no. like a lifelong dream for Matt. To hit 225. Did I haven't it, hit yeah. it ever. I hit it this summer. So, so another one? Yeah. So that's, that's bench press? Yeah, that's... It was... It was... It was I could probably hit two twenty five point one, but it was pretty close to the max. AKA, it was a slow rep, and my butt was off the thing, but it was there. So you guys are strong. That's what you're telling me. Nah, just in shape. Yeah, strong, fit. Yeah, just went on a two mile run for fun. So for fun. Yeah, for fun. Felt a little flush. How? uh, What was your time? Was there a time goal, or was it just a casual jog? Eight-minute, like, jog, chill, two miles. Okay. Where'd you guys go? The track. Track. Wasn't that Wait, fun. you just ran around the track? Yeah. It was kind of fun. It was fun for the first five, because we were talking and chilling, and then it wasn't that fun. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, from here to Campus Point to maybe, like, the corner of DP and then back here is probably the same distance, and it's probably way more fun. That corner? Like what we know, did at Tour? Like, yeah, like, from the beach to here. Yeah, that is no, but you, you, make, you make you turn it into a triangle. Yeah, yeah. We'll do that next time, actually. I've I've I'm far and past running around in a circle. I'm getting there. Right. I gotta I'm getting go. Old. I'm, I gotta go see things. <laughs> I gotta have a view. Yeah, trees, yeah. ocean, buildings. Even running like the same way back is not even as fun. 
You know, you're like a whole different <laughs> circle. <laughs> yeah, it's called a loop. Yeah. Yeah, loop. I mean, out in Baxter is usually kind of fun, but anyway. My name's just eh. I brought, I brought you guys on here to talk about your summers because Matt, right. Matt was with Team USA, the collegiate national team, and Xander played in the Cape. And in case uh, listeners are unaware, Team USA, collegiate national team, pretty prestigious. And the, uh, the Cape Cod League, probably commonly known as the best collegiate summer league in the United States. Definitely known as the best. Yeah? Yeah, they uh, claim that title. That's their claim to fame? Yeah. <laughs> yeah? It's definitely the best collegiate summer Yeah. So, uh, who do we want to start with first? We'll just go alphabetical order. Start, <laughs> start, start with, let's start with Matt. Or, or the guy who, like, collegiate national team, as you told me, it, it's just a two-week affair, right? Three, three. three weeks, two, two tryouts, weeks of games, yeah. tryouts, and then, and then two weeks of games. Uh, so, less body of work. Yeah. Smaller body of work. It's, yeah, it's very new. But it's like, I don't know. Like, you know, we're playing intense. Japan and other countries, so we're trying to win, so you had to bounce back. Well, I mean, but, but Xander, I mean, you played how many games? 40-something? 44? Yeah. 44 games? No, I'm just saying, like, as a pitcher, like, and it's like, if you play normal summer ball, it's like, yeah, not as you pitch every 10 days. And here, it's like, you got to bounce back the next day because we need to win or stuff like that. But with Team USA, it's it's... Probably mostly guys who pitched a lot during the year. I mean, you pitched about around 100 innings in the yeah, spring, and probably a lot of guys had similar numbers. Yeah. So they're not there to burn you out. No, no, they're you're definitely not, they're they're smart about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're so, asking if you're okay, and the starters are only going max five innings, right? And stuff like that. Whereas in in Cape Cod and other other summer leagues, it's guys that got less work that need more work over yeah. the summer. Pitch, pitching wise, yeah, more specifically. I mean, yeah. hitters. I mean, Xander. Could you play 160 games in a year? I mean, I this year, I mean, it probably felt like ninety, played... f- uh, like mid 90s. So, I and, mean, and how did that feel physically? Like, honestly, it was more harder mentally towards the end. Like halfway through, I was like, was, I had to push through it, but my body felt completely fine. I was in the weight room. Obviously, I, I slowed down when I got there. I was in the weight room like five or six days a week, and then I was like three or four more on the three just to like. Maintenance, yeah. yeah, towards the last few weeks. Um, but I was surprised. Like, I had a good foundation going into the, the sophomore season at Santa Barbara and then had, like, a two-week break. And then once I started playing the Cape, I felt, I felt great. Got my early work in. Got, I, like, sat maybe once or twice a week. Nice. Little, yeah. I think, I think the one, one thing that gets overlooked the most, when you're watching ESPN or you're watching MLB Network or – all the social stuff, like what gets completely overlooked is the toll that it takes, yeah. right? Yeah. And and what if you're a major leaguer or a minor leaguer that's playing a full season, like what it takes physically to get yourself. It's also like to a to a performing spot yeah. day in and day out. It's yeah. also right? everyone only sees like you play the game for three hours, but you're right. there for seven a day. And it's taxing. Yeah, yeah. and it's and a it's lot taxing. more than just the game. Do you guys talk to Bryce at all? Well, well, it's I did a little. We played at Kannapolis. Uh, I was like, okay. sent a picture of his locker. Or That's a North like Carolina that. play. Oh, you yeah. saw his locker? Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I saw his name. And then Sprink, Sprink was supposed to be there, but he was like hurt. So he got sent down to like Florida or something. But yeah, they were both there. But like, so with Gianni Bloom and Bryce, they're, they're pretty close. And so I, I got constant updates on Willits. And 
he got promoted and he, he was doing really well and like but just physically like just it was out. it was hard yeah. you know once you got past 100 games yeah. played and you're playing in in the heat and the humidity in the Dude, summertime North Carolina it's so different too oh yeah I mean yeah, I'm sure we're it was it like humid in case? It was pretty humid, yeah. yeah. And it was actually raining a lot in the beginning, which That's was crazy. Nice. Yeah, we had yeah, thunderstorms, random thunderstorms. But it was still sunny and nice, but just stickier. Yeah. Well, so, so let's go back to Matt. So, how many guys were there at tryouts for USA? Um, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like you can just give a rough estimate. Fifty-six ish. Okay, for how many spots? Uh, half of that, so 25, yeah. 30. Yeah, like okay. 15 pitchers and like 10 position players. So 10. That's it? Under 30, you think? Yeah, I think it was like 25. Wow. To go, to go play 10 games, international games. Yeah. Uh, in North and South Carolina. Yeah. Against, you said Chinese Taipei in Japan? Yeah, Chinese Taipei, five games against them. We swept them um, first week and then flex. Nah, yeah, but then they weren't that good. Like, no offense to Chinese Taipei, like that country, but uh, um, then we played Japan for a five-game series, and we lost two to three. We lost the first one, won the next two, and lost the last two. Wow. Hey. It was tough. They were good, though. So what was it like pitching against international players? Um, so the Chinese Taipei team, it was like they were 20, you know, we're all 20, 20. Mm-hmm. All the whole team's twenty, and we're playing. We're playing people that were uh, anywhere from twenty-five to like thirty-seven on the Chinese so, well, so team. So older. Yeah. So they were like, I don't know. Like it was like a, it was like a, it wasn't as serious to them, and so they weren't as good. Like they had like a few good guys, but were they professionals? Or were they amateurs? They're it's amateurs. Like this whole uh, the whole thing was amateurs. Like yeah, like who we play. It's like an amateur. So, 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 the, so it's like the last level of amateur. Yeah, kinda. the players that you're playing against, they're not playing in. The Nippon, they're not playing no, no, professionally. No. They haven't got drafted yet. Yeah, NPB yeah. or anything. But one of them, one of the guys, one of their like their three hitter was a Mariners minor leaguer at one point and stuff like that. But they were they were all, they they obviously you know weren't that good. We we beat them pretty bad every game. But facing Japan, it was just like I don't even know how to just explain it. It was just just so different. Like they did not strike out. I, I think I maybe had one <laughs> strikeout in the two appearances, but or maybe none. But like. They didn't strike out, and they took, like, the ugliest, weirdest swings at, like, just some random pitches, like 0-2, and would just foul it off. And then they would just, like, base off. It was crazy. Do they all have, like, the, the like, typical, like, Japanese setup stances and stuff? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was different. And their catch play and their pregame was, you know, they didn't make errors. They threw strikes. They, no one threw that hard or, like, was that crazy. They just all threw strikes and threw where they wanted it. Splitters? Yeah, a lot of splitters. The Otani splitter? Yeah, they were good. They had, like, so they they were 21. All They they were, like, a year older. Like, so they were in their draft year, kind of. Okay. Or they were they were all just a year older than us. Mm-hmm. And apparently the guy, like, their their number one guy that was pitching against us, he carved us twice. He pitched, he started twice and went, like, seven or eight innings each time in, like, a week. Dang. Um, and he carved <laughs> us. And he was, like, the skeins of, like, Japan. Mm. Like, he just came off, like, mm. winning the national champ champion in the college and like yeah was the Japanese team were they collegiate were they collegiate players uh yeah yeah okay it was like the last year and then because we would have like team dinners with them and like we're just using google translate to communicate yeah and they're always like I was like who's or like someone was asking like who's your best player who's your best pitcher and they're like pointing this guy he's like oh number one uh NPB pick 
Uh, no, I don't. Oh, come on. He's going first I don't. I, I, my, the one, apparently, yeah. yeah. Uh, my best friend on the fan team, his name is Toyo, and he was pretty sick. We traded shirts. I also traded gloves with them. Because Team USA gave us a glove, and I traded it with one of the Japanese players. Did you learn anything? Did any any pitchers uh, uh, any wisdom? I asked, and I was like, "How do you throw? How do you throw your, like your guys' splitter? Is there like like a fastball?" And I was like, <laughs> "I've been trying that, so I'm working." Yeah, that's kind of it, though. I mean, that that sounds like an incredible experience. Yeah, like the only cool. thing that would make it better is if you're in Tokyo, right? Or if we won, yeah. Or if you'd won, okay. So you're out there competing. You, you got, I mean, you're, yeah, you lost three of three or five on on home soil. Yeah, that's right? tough. But a good overall experience, definitely. Who were some of the players that were on the the collegiate national team? Like big names. Yeah, or or guys that you were close with, or or like who's um, the best player. I think the best player his name's JJ Weatherholt. He's insane. He was in West Virginia. He hit like 450 last season. Um. Like Jack Caglione, everyone knows him from uh, Florida. Florida, yeah, Florida guy. Yeah, he's pretty good, obviously. Charlie Condon from Georgia is really good. Seaver King, Kalen Culpepper. Stafford. Uh, Staff, yeah. Staff, yeah, my boy Staff was there. Um, Stafford from Cal Poly. Cal Poly? Yeah, he was one of the two catchers. Him and Malcolm Moore from Sanford. Big West represent. Yeah. and uh, Malcolm Moore, the, the freshman last year? From Sanford, yeah. 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 So Pitching-wise, uh, Drew Beam was really good. Michael Massey's a really good guy. I love that guy. Luke Holman's good. Um, I'm forgetting someone. Oh, Ryan Johnson from DBU. Dallas Insane. Baptist. Insane. He's like, he has a slide step windup, and it's like 98 to 100. Or he's been, he's, he was up to 100. He was like 98, like 95, 98 for us with like insane slider. Z would be all over that. <laughs> yeah. Um, right? Z, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was insane, bro. Wow, yeah. I mean, cool that's though. that's that's great. Do you have like? Did uh, they set you up with a? Was it a homestay or a hotel deal? Just because it was only a few. Uh, weeks? We had, it was like an embassy suites. Okay. No, it was a not yeah. Hotel. It was a nice, really nice hotel okay. though. Yeah, they treated us good. They had a big like downstairs like meeting room like full of like food and waters and like ping pong tables for us. It was pretty cool. Nice apparel, probably. Yeah, decent, so much stuff. Decent though. apparel. That's, yeah, that's sweet. That's sweet. I was in Carolina for a week. Yeah, I saw you at a Durham game for McGreevy. I went to a Durham Bulls game, saw McGreevy. Uh, listeners will hear from McGreevy a little bit later. And, uh, yeah, drove through Cary, drove past, drove past the facility. I didn't, I didn't go check it out. The USA thing? Yeah. yeah. But there's, there's a lot happening in that little corridor. There Cary, is. Raleigh, Durham. Like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. I didn't know. You know Duke plays at Durham? Oh, really? Yeah. Well, they have a, they have a on campus like, field. They have their turf, but he says there's a guy. His name's Fran Oshell, also a dog, from uh, Duke. He like <laughs> this is a little story, but I'll, he's like I was like so what's your like go to pitch? He's like oh, and he's like he's like six, so what, seven two thirty like mm -hmm. huge. And he's like oh, probably fastball. I'm like yeah, I'm like curveball slider. He's like oh, kind of just throw fastballs. I'm like how hard do you think? He's like oh, ninety eight, and he would go out there and let he do through maybe one curveball all two weeks, all three weeks, and so many strikeouts, and just dominated, which has a fastball. Just ripping heaters. It was crazy. Ripping fastballs. Yeah, he's That's great. <laughs> all right, Z. Cape Cod. Yep. Cape Cod's a little, it's a unique experience in its own right. Definitely. Right? And you told me that you're, 
your residence, your homestay, was literally through the center field fence of the home it yard was. that you played at. Yeah, you could see it through the trees. Yeah. There was a path leading up. Yeah, there's a center field gate. I uh, walked through that gate, and then there's a little path, like 30 feet, and I'm in the backyard. That's sick. Talk about great access for early work. Yeah. Right? And I could see who was working, like, oh, shoot, I need to go, yeah. like... <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Actually, 30 minutes on that one. Yeah. Right there. Well, I have have Xander's stats from Cape Cod. You played for the Yarmouth Dennis Red Sox. I did. Yarmouth Yarmouth Dennis Red Sox. You hit 292, four doubles, three homers, 15 RBIs, four steals. That average is top 20 in the Cape. 292. Top 20. And pretty sure... Based on what I know about Cape Cod, is that a lot of the top arms that don't make the USA national team go and pitch in the Cape Cod League? Like all of them. And the players. Like hitters, yeah. too. Sure. Like staff played over last and then he played Yeah. I'm just I'm trying to, oh, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to prop up the, the, the Derby numbers here because <laughs> it's not easy to, to hit in Cape Cod no, League. It's definitely a pitching dominant league. Yeah. Like, is everybody just throwing fuzz? Fuzz, you got funky guys. The thing is, like, you just you're the whole staff is good, so like, they can put a in a new yeah. You don't get a break. Like if you, like I'd say I saw two guys that had like a flat fastball all summer. I was like, whoa, like this is refreshing. <laughs> but everything else is rising. It's sinking. sinking it's running. It's cutting. Got your side armors. Yeah, the lefty sinkers aren't fun. As <laughs> <laughs> a a lefty hitter, lefty sinker, probably not that fun. Yeah. Right. Um, I learned how to handle it a little bit, compete. Um, not the most comfortable. But, uh, well, what's so? What's the format of, of Cape Cod? There's eight teams. There's ten. ten five. Teams. Five in each division. Um, you get to play every team, but you obviously play the teams in your division a bit more. Um, and then you pretty much play seven days a week. There's an off day sprinkled in there. Uh, so it's like six and a half days a week if you wanted to really do the math. Um, but so our field doesn't have lights. So our home games were at like 4.30. So we'd roll in at like 12.30 or 1.30, take BP just like here. And then the other team rolls in, they take BP. And then you do pregame, pregame. And Is it series? Um, no, it's all, it's all individual. Um, an interesting thing about the YD Red Sox is that Every home game, we'd have, like, a potluck after the game, so we'd have team dinners right at the field, which was really nice. And this field is in a, it's not a giant stadium. It's a high itself, school. Right? It's like a park. It's pretty much a park, yeah. A um, lot of bad hops, a lot of patchy <laughs> uh, grass areas. Uh, definitely not as well kept as here when you were working. Um, but, yeah, it builds character playing on those fields. Humbling. Yeah. Humbling. Definitely. <laughs> I was like, is, I'm just, you're busting everywhere. Is everybody, Our, everybody's pretty close, right? I mean, so it, there's one team that's off the Cape. So geography lesson, Cape Cod. Oh, you just, you just flex. So, yeah, it looks like, a, looks like, a looks little, like Darby's arm when he flexes, yeah. you know, and you it, it hangs the off the, the coast of Massachusetts. Yeah. So all but one are on that yes. Wareham, coastline? Yes. Wareham is technically off the Cape. That was our farthest drive. It was probably an hour. Um, 
It's not too bad. We were right in the middle though, so every drive other than that was like 30 minutes max, which was really nice. We were on like a regular school bus. It was tight, but it was fun. Yell like a yellow one? Yeah, yellow school bus. <laughs> knees, knees are rubbing against the <laughs> next guy's seat. Not a lot of space. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Windows had to be down. Yeah. Jeez. Um, who else was out? AP was out there? Aaron was out there. Jonah was, was there out there. Briefly. Ivan was there. Um, there were a, a, actually a good amount of Big West guys mm-hmm. ran into. Played Hallback a bunch. Tony. They had a, you were playing with Tony. Tony was there before USA. And then we had two other Irvine guys on my team. Um, yeah. There's how'd, you guys, a, how'd you guys do? We did well. Uh, we finished first in the regular season. So in each division, the worst team, the fifth place teams, don't make the playoffs. So we had clinched playoffs, and then um, we were fighting for first place against um, the Orleans Firebirds, a little rivalry. We lost to them and had one more game, and the only way we finished first is if we won and they lost their last game, and that happened. Nice. So that was cool. Nice. A little regular season dub. <laughs> and then we made it through the first round against Brewster and then lost against Orleans. We lost in the third game. It was a, it was a good... Uh, atmosphere though they packed out the stadium so you probably you got there what well, we, we leave you guys leave for summer ball after finals mid-june yeah i got there june 17th something around there probably goes through the beginning of august right yeah august 6th or 7th was my last day yeah. summer school starts august 8th yeah no it was yeah then i was there later yeah i missed the first week of summer school yeah. Did a little catch up Actually, I got a good story for you. Okay. Is it, is it a podcast-worthy story? Yeah, it's a Cape Cod, Whitey Red Sox story. So I'm getting recruited in when I was in high school by some college coaches. Um, and I go to the Cape every summer, or used to, because I have family on the East Coast. So I was in the Cape, and this is when I was getting recruited. They're like, oh, no way, you're in the Cape? Like, let me hook you up with uh, a Cape coach who can take BP and get ground balls with this team. And it was the Ridey Red Sox. So when I was a sophomore in high school, I met the team, took ground balls with the head coach. He gave me a little hitting lesson. You're psyched. And it was a pure coincidence that he wanted me on his team two years later, or actually like four years later or whatever. But, yeah, it was pretty cool. You just see the video of him swinging. Yeah, it's, it's pretty bad. bad. <laughs> so you, you didn't have the, the sweet Darby swing when no. you were a sophomore in high school? Not Still, yet. I had the wet noodles in my high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> question, did you play with uh, Henry Bolte in high school? I did, yeah. Yeah. We uh yeah. We worked out every day together. He was a uh, still is a fabulous player. He's doing yeah. really well. Because I when you were saying how many games you played over the year, I think I called I think I called close to hundred games this summer. I did six games uh, in Fresno. Grizzlies wow. Fresno Grizzlies and Stockton Ports. Uh-huh. Uh single A. And Henry Bolte was on the ports, and he looked he looked pretty good. He still any bags hitting any homers? He had he had, had an opposite field two run homer in the first game. Nice. Uh, I think he stole like three or four bases yeah. in the series. So he's he's good. I bet and he's Bolte. younger than you, right? It's he's two, uh, years, two years younger than you. He's one year younger. Okay. We were doing live abs at my high school when we we're like juniors and seniors, just because like we both know we were in Santa Barbara. And they brought Bolte, and they're like, oh, like, we're trying to bring this guy. Like, he's, like, not that good, like, whatever. <laughs> and he comes, and he hits, like, a like going off, like, the right center wall off me. They're like, dude, how did you give up, like, a double to that guy? He sucks. And then, like, 
two years later. Yeah, it's like he's a second round, round draft. Second round pick. Pick. I'm like, all right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> proof is in the yeah. Proof is in the live hitters right there. Yeah, yeah literally, he's legit. <laughs> yeah, he he was impressive. I think uh, I think he's got a bright future. Definitely. Just just, just like you guys. Uh, what's on that team? Uh, Jonah Cox. You guys remember Jonah Cox, the center fielder from Oral Roberts? Oh, oh is he yeah, yeah. like the, the blonde, the blonde yeah, guy, like yeah, yeah. Game hitting streak, something oh, like that. Wow. That's mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, I remember. He, he played. Him. He played in those games too. Is that a low A game? Uh, single A, single. full season, okay. single A, not low A, but not high A. The yeah. one in the middle. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. You guys psyched about this year? Oh yeah. Well, I think I asked that question in the beginning, but <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys are psyched. I'm sure you fun. have. You guys just probably have high aspirations. Lofty goals, I mean, your stats and economics, guys. But mm-hmm. like, what are what are like? Are there any personal goals that you guys have set for yourselves this year? I mean, we know the team ones. Like, the team wants to get back to where we were in twenty two and twenty one and nineteen, mm-hmm. right? Make postseason. Yeah. Maybe I mean the listeners probably hear it from you guys, but like, that's where we want to be, right? Yeah. Yeah. One big west. Are you guys playing and pitching with a chip on your shoulder? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I'm just pitching. Definitely working as hard as I ever worked. Yeah. It is, yeah. Ever. Um, Baseball-wise, like, like, yes. I will say, like, when I was a little skinny skinny guy and I knew I needed to put some mass on, those workouts were pretty tough. But, uh... I'm in the lab right now on the field. Yeah. <laughs> Are we still gonna see like the the point to this guy when you yeah. hit homers? I, I don't control it. it. Yeah. <laughs> it just has a reaction. <laughs> it's like a magnet. <laughs> uh, personal goals. Personal yeah. goals. What do we got? Um. I, I mean, I like to stay away from from average, but I want to. I want to have more walks and strikeouts. I want to like, hit I like, the. I, like I want. That. They hit the ball hard consistently, so high average exit velo. What was your average exit velo or and highest in the exit cape? in the cape? Because you showed me this graph before. And it was pretty good. Um, Indeed. Your highest. Well, we're, we're wood bats, yeah. but. <laughs> you, hit, you hit a 412-foot homer, which it was, is. My average was 83, so maybe shooting for 90 with the metal bat. Do you know what your average was last year? No, Exibula? I don't. You should probably get, probably get uh, your roommate to get that information. Yeah, I could <laughs> definitely get that number. And then... Uh, the other one was this Exibula off Matt Ager last year. <laughs> oh, it's Dylan Jones. <laughs> Exibula <laughs> off? DJ, DJ, come what, here. what, in, the, in uh, what, fall ball? Yeah. Or in uh, I got some cheap know? shots off it. Really? He got some, like, knocks, but, like, 40 Exibula. Yeah. <laughs> DJ, give Those us, give us a individual goal for me and Z that you have for us. Can't hear us. I'm not gonna stay on here. Okay, no, no on here. Really? Yeah. He keeps it behind closed doors. All right. Let's see. That's it's that's the world. That's pitchers being pitchers. They keep their stuff. No. DJ, they keep DJ. it under wraps. You don't have my permission to use this. <laughs> <laughs> but he should be pitcher of the year. He should be player of the year. All right. There we go. Okay. That's okay. Good. So you can't. Put that so I'm supposed to cut that. Yeah. So what DJ said was, <laughs> then you cut it right there. <laughs> Ground groundbreaking stuff. Groundbreaking then stuff. The world, you know? Yeah. Then last thing, I just I feel like you guys aren't aren't guys that would say my goal is to be the biggest yeah, player no. of the year. That's not that would. I try not, to stay away from like, re, like this is gonna be sound kind of corny, but like result numbers because then yeah. you're just chasing the number rather than like 
chasing excellence on the field, you know. Right. You guys want to be good baseball players. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. We don't want the best baseball players that you can possibly be. Right. That doesn't mean being a great performer. That means just consistency. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, but more walks and strikeouts. And then 18 bags, Coach Fontino. 18. 18. Yeah, Fontino comes up to me. He's like, "How many bags do you have last year?" I go, eight. Goes, well, shoot for 18 this year. Like, all right. How many? What, goal. What, what's the percentage like? <laughs> just go every time. <laughs> what, if, what if you have 18? Yeah. 18 bags. Yeah. What if you have 18 but you got caught stealing 18? Like half. Yeah. I don't know. 20. We'll dial it down a little bit then. <laughs> yeah, those are my goals. Okay, Maddie. Um, I just say just like ret louder it and try not to lose a game on pitching. That's cool. Yeah. Ret louder. He was he pitched for Wake Forest last year. He's pretty good. Seventh of the He was a dog. Okay. I just feel like I need to be more consistent. Like you know, I'll have good outings and then I'll have bad ones. Just I'd rather just have two mediocre ones that like help me, you know, give us a better shot. But like obviously, you know, you know what I'm saying. Okay. I mean, even if you pitch a shutout, it doesn't mean we're gonna win. Yeah, but if I let in five runs, that yeah. doesn't mean... It doesn't help. Yeah, it <laughs> does not help. Uh, is there one conference series next year that you guys are looking forward to? Irvine, low-key. I was going to say... I thought you were going to say Cal Poly, so I was going to go Irvine. But I'm going to go with Cal Poly, and I love the atmosphere there. Oh, yeah, that'll be fun. fun playing at Poly. I forgot. We're going yeah. there. Going that'll be fun facing staff. That's my favorite... Yeah. Uh, Favorite at bats of the year. He's always uh, quirky on the field. He's so funny. Like, like I know him really well, but like, I don't know if he wants me to talk to him still or not. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, I was I was gonna say Hawaii. He's got Hawaii coming here. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, we'll handle business, that but fluke, that's not yeah. as exciting when we're here. We'll just we'll just do what we do. We don't we'll have to handle business. Yeah. yeah. Handle business. All right. I feel uh, like we got unfinished business with Irvine. That's what I feel like. Yeah. Hawaii was just a fluke. Okay. I like that. Uh, let's see. Can we do we can do a corny question? Do both. And then and then a finisher. Uh, yeah. why is summer ball so important to your development? Mm-hmm. Me or you? You got it. Um, as a hitter. I'd say the biggest thing is, for me, is, like, controlling the plate and strike zone awareness with seeing uh, competitive arms. And, like, for me, I learned or got better at lowering my chase rate, swinging at the right pitches, leaving the right pitches, even if they're in the zone, stuff like that. Um, what about, like, defensively? Um... From what it sounded like is you had a pretty you like hammered in a pretty good like pregame routine. I did, yeah. Um I can also thank Erdy for a lot of that stuff. But like from from the Santa Barbara season, knowing what I struggled at and then uh working on those specific mistakes in my pregame routines, stuff like that. Uh I think for pitchers it's just kinda just working on that third pitch you need or you know. Just getting more innings under your belt, and when it's a fan, knowing how to deal with it. I like it. Those are good answers. All right. Uh, uh, World Series predictions. Baseball. World Series predictions. No who's playing? Who's playing who? Right really? Uh, I can make some guesses though. Guesses. 
Um, I mean, you know Acuna's got 40 homers yeah. and 70 stolen bases in the bag, right? I, I do like, know that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Like, I just hope the Dodgers aren't there. What's the, Are they about to make the playoffs or no? Yeah, they, they made it. They won the West. Damn. Good Giants. I want to see the Braves Damn. in the World Series. Um, I want to see the Based Orioles. This, what's, what you guys are Ooh, telling me. I like what you guys Orioles. are telling me by not telling me is that you guys don't watch Major Leagues. Uh, yeah. You yeah. got it. But I agree with the Orioles' take. I like, I like that. As long as the Orioles like win, I'm happy. That'd be, I feel like they earned it. That'd be so cool to see the Orioles win. Is it possible for the Orioles and Mariners to play each other in the World Series? Is that a bad question? <laughs> yes or no? Z doesn't know. He's <laughs> laughing. He doesn't know the I answer. Gotta, I, I think the Mariners You guys are joking, NL, right? Bro. No. You guys are joking, right? No, you, dude. Are you serious? Uh, I'm, I I'm have joking. to take the, I can't leave this in. It's I'm joking. I'm joking. No, you're wink, not. Wink. You're not joking. Can you answer my question? No, they're they're in the same league. They're okay. both in the American League. Well, then I want you guys Orioles know World, and Mariners World in the World Series. You guys know World Series is National League. I know. It's, yeah, I, just, I, I, know thought, I didn't know if they were NL or AL. I didn't know which one they were. What? Dude, I, what do you mean? How are they? Uh, what? How are the Rays what? doing? They still. Uh, they're in. They're in. Wild card. Are they AL? <laughs> yes. Oh, they're are the Orioles NL? No, the Orioles are American League. They're in the same division. Who's in the NL then? The Giants. The, the Giants. The, Braves, right, I want the Braves, Giants. I want Giants, the Orioles, Brewers, even the Giants aren't the even The Dodgers, Diamondbacks. No, I'd like Orioles and the Braves. You don't want the Braves, dude. Orioles, Braves, World yeah. Series? I like that. Who I want the, the Orioles to come on top. You're asking me what the NL teams are? Whisper it. <laughs> the listeners have to hear this nonsense. <laughs> what are the okay? other NL teams? That are in? Yeah. Dodgers? No. Phillies? All right, Phillies, oh. Orioles. Phillies, Orioles. No, I don't want the Phillies. Give me the Phillies. Brewers, Cubs. Are the Cubs good? The Cubs right now are tied for the third wild card. Wow. Slash second wild card. I think Brewers, Orioles would be cool because those are kind of the team that have been, like, bad bad for the last, like, five years. So it would be kind of cool for them to... Excuse me. You, you guys don't want a household name. In I don't want to see the Dodgers. I don't want Braves. Sorry, I don't Trey. want Dodgers. I don't want, like... <laughs> I don't know. The Phillies just won it, so we can't get the Phillies. The Phillies didn't win. They lost. Okay, well, the Phillies are just in. That's what I meant to say. Okay. Orioles on top. That's all that matters. Orioles. We want We want Jackson Holiday in the World Series. That's what we want. Even though he's in the minor leagues. He's going to get called up tomorrow, probably. He's it'd, be cool to see, it'd be cool to see uh, Dylan Tate yeah. play in the postseason. That'd even, be though he, even though he missed most of the... Uh, Probably in the, in in the room. room over there. Okay, perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah, keep that in. Um, we do have a big social media team. They're going to crush social media this year. Sweet. So, Sweet. so. <laughs> Okay, so we're going Orioles. You guys love the Orioles. That's, we what, we, that the Orioles. that's what we've settled on. We like the young players. They're all good. I mean, can you, can you name any of the young players on the Warriors? Gunner, Heston, Adley, uh, Wells, the pitcher. Um, Kyle Bradish. Yeah, Bradish is good. Is Mullins still on the Warriors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's insane. Okay. And then Jackson Holiday's going to be there in like a week. So. All right, so you do kind of pay attention. <laughs> no, I know, the, pla- attention. I know the players yeah, and like who's doing well and stuff. Heston, just, Heston cares that. He, he just uh, got called. He had a home. Arkansas. Yeah, he, he had a homer. second AB. Yep. I like follow it. I just like don't 
not like like stats. Yeah, I don't know. Either. I don't know how to describe it. I'm like a, I'm like a, a, I follow players, not teams. You guys play? Sense. You guys play the show? I'm assuming. Well, show? Hate Matt the show. used to. Hate and then the it broke on him. Doesn't like. Doesn't like it. It's so hard, bro. I literally, um, I probably played like. You're better at the real thing. Yeah. Definitely. Better at the real thing. I'm probably, yeah. I'm better at hitting. Actually, I don't know. It's pretty easy to pitch in there, but I would every time I would hit. Like play a real like ranked game. So I was probably hard. going like half perfect games against me. When I would hit. <laughs> it was so bad. You just need you need the reps. You need the play discipline. Like, I, I, yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. Are pitchers gonna get uh, on field BP this year? There's like, I don't like, want it, like bro. pitcher betting practice. You don't, don't want need it. it. Right. Why do we need it? All right, we'll wrap it up. <laughs> That's uh, Matt Ager, Sander Darby, Rising Juniors. Uh, probably not the first time we'll hear from them this year. So. Um, have fun this fall. Thanks, Kevin. Thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Yes, sir. All right. Thank you to our great sponsor, Kyle's Kitchen. Thank you to Matt Fontino, Matt Ager, and Xander Darby for their time. Let's see. We've got a lot coming up. Uh, working through a couple of things with some professionals who played this summer and had a lot of success. So that is going to be coming out over the next couple of weeks. Got a few interviews already in the bag and a couple lined up. And we're going to be creating something new on Instagram, probably on TikTok too, where we pull some of the sound bites from the podcast and overlay them with some highlights uh, to create some little mini, you know, one to two minute videos on the social media platforms, incorporating the uh, the stuff that's played on the podcast. So hope to increase the podcast following and hope to put these guys' faces uh, on Instagram uh, and, and the social media platform so you can see and hear from them a little bit more, get a little bit more in-depth uh, with the uh, the Gauchos here this year, 23 and 24. We're already in the, the 2024 season coming up this spring. Uh, lots going on in Gaucho land, and uh, we've got a couple of months to, to cover all of these things. So hope you enjoyed this one. we got lots more to come. Can't believe we just wrapped up our 100th episode. How about that? Thanks for listening. <laughs>